Now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason. As always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. What up, dog? Switching it back old school style today. Life, <laughs> we had to do it life. on a Tuesday today. Yeah. Yeah. We uh life took a hold yesterday and we got a little busy. Yesterday was crazy. Yeah. Um a little too much going on. A lot going on yesterday. Yeah. So I I, I gotta start off the podcast. I have a funny story. Okay. It's kind of a funny story. So my daughter, as you know, moved from the Cottonwood Heights to Magna, right? Right. Which for those of you listening, which there's only one person listening, it's probably Hillary. Magna's probably the other side of the railroad tracks, right? For her. <laughs> she's the only blonde haired, blue eyed kid in her school. Anyways, she's had problems with this girl, right? She's kind of picking her on her little, just kid stuff. Nothing, nothing bad. Um, but the girl has been sending her these videos saying she's going to like beat her up and all this stuff. And, oh my gosh. And, and Shaylee's very strong. Like she's staying strong. Like she's not folding, but you know, she's having a hard time with it. Cause she's used to being friends with everybody. Well, one of the videos, the girl says, I'm going to squash you like a cockroach, a white cockroach. And Shaylee says in bold letters, that's racist. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. I didn't even tell her. I'm like, that's my girl. That's racist. <laughs> that's racist. Yeah. Oh, boy. Move your, mic, move your mic a little closer. It's a little echoey in there. Oh, it's like in my grill, bro. Does that sound better? I don't think your mic's on. Oh, it is. Is it? How about now? It sounds the same. Oh, boy. It just sounds real echoey in there. Oh, I wonder if it's my com- on my computer mic. I, it's on your computer mic, I think. So yeah, anyways, that that was apparently they were friends again on Friday because I picked her up from this girl's house and now yesterday they're not friends anymore. So typical sixth grade. How's that sound? Oh, you sound freaking amazing. There we go. Sounds like you've done this before. I'm not I'm not a tech genius, but so yeah, you know, my daughter's going through that tween, you know bullies yeah i I mean it's kid stuff i i I mean at first i'm like oh i'm gonna go to the school and then i'm like you know what just let her figure it out let her have a little adversity in life you know she's strong she's strong i mean her mom's read read all the text messages from the girl and all of shaley's replies are like the girl's like you know just being petty accusing her of telling stuff and shaley's like i didn't say that i didn't say that don't lie to me about me and all this stuff i'm like all right good good job like how'd it go yeah, she she was having a little hard time last night. And had to talk to had to talk to her stepmom. She didn't want to talk to mom or dad. She wanted to talk to her stepmom and get a that's little cool. get a little advice. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but it's it's uh, your time's coming, brother. Hunter's Hunter's almost at that age. Oh, he's too nice. Uh, true story. <laughs> he got picked on at school once and, and he got thrown to the ground. Yeah, he got like like mud on. He's remember he's like trained jujitsu for. Oh yeah. Well oh, over yeah. two, three years now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And kickboxing. I'm like, so did you punch him in the face? No dad fighting's against the rules. I'm like, Oh, for crying out loud. So who's the going to be the little rule breaker? Quinn Quinn for sure. Quinn's the rule breaker. Not even close. See, that's how Shaylee is. When I first told, when I first asked her, I t- I told her, I said, you can punch her in the face. And she said, I can't dad. I'll get in trouble. I said, no, you won't. Not, not with she, me. You won't. Not if she hits you first or if she, I told her, I said, Aggressive. my rule is if they, if she comes at you, like she wants to fight and she gets one arm's distance away, you have every right to punch her right in the nose. And I said, one of two things is going to happen. 
she's going to leave you alone and you guys are going to be best friends or she's going to whoop your butt and you're going to be respected because you stood up to her. So there you go. One of the two. One of the two. Either way, it's going to be a lesson learned. But yeah, we uh, we had an eventful weekend in in MMA and boxing and a little drama. Oh, let's, let's, what do you want to start uh, I mean, with? I mean, what are we starting with? No and ifs or buts. The the highlight of the weekend was the boxing. It was a fun fight. No, that wasn't just a fun fight. That was a when 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 Fury dropped Wilder in the fourth. Yeah. And then Wilder dropped Fury in the fifth. That's when it was like a oh, we're watching like one of the all-time great heavyweight fights. Was it though? One of. I'm not saying it's the, but I mean what top 10 undoubtedly was it was it competitive other than those two rounds it had the good drama like anytime that, that it did i agree any anytime agree. wilder fights it has drama because he's usually fighting with just power but he's fighting better boxers yeah and fury was the first person in one to go down and get back up but then he drops him twice in one round and you're like Oh my gosh, Fury might actually lose. And every time he looked tired, but then when we would throw that right with bad intentions, you you had to go, oh, you kind of held your breath every time because you're like, yeah, what if this is the one? Well, what if this is the one? We saw it when he fought that big Cuban lefty Ortiz. When yeah, he knocked yeah, him, Ortiz. he knocked him out in the what 11th, 12th round, something like that, too. Like late, like late yeah, into it was the really fight. Late. Late, yeah. late. He was losing on that scorecard and he put him out late yeah so it's like the the anticipation of like we could see history here and you were seeing history either way because i mean fury's such an enticing charismatic i mean he's he's got it all right yes he doesn't have the the model body you know he doesn't look like the klitschko's or or like Mike Tyson or Joshua, Lennox Lewis Anthony or Joshua. Anthony Joshua. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Joshua looks like he was some Greek god chisel, chiseled out yeah. of, you know, chiseled out of stone. You know, he just he, he just looks like a guy at the gym that hits a heavy bag every once in a while and 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 moves around a little. And he's the best heavyweight boxer in the world, hands down. And uh, then I, and then Wilder. And Wilder's so, he's so fascinating to me, even to the stance of like, not even wanting to like squash it at the end. Yeah. Fury. That's just fascinating to me. Cause it's like, people are like, oh, it's this and that. It's like, no, that, that mindset and that dog that he has in him is yeah. why he wouldn't go down. He lasted probably an extra four rounds than he should have. We have a mutual friend that's like that. <laughs> Who's that? That's I won't say his name, but I wouldn't. I I don't think he takes beatings like that. But he doesn't want to be friends right after the fight. Type of, oh, type yeah. of guy. Yeah, yeah I don't but, throw, throw his name out there, but no, yeah, no, it's no, just, no, it's no, I, as a competitor, like, it's like I, I don't. If hate you're it. in that moment, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't hate that at all. Well, and, and, and to that same guy, that same credit, he's like, don't try and shake my hand right after. Like exactly, give me, that, give me a that's what I'm talking about. If yeah. Tyson reached out to him and sent him a message right now, like, hey, 100%. thank oh. you for the trilogy. That was incredible. You know, maybe Wilder just gives the old thumbs up or something. I don't know. Doubt it. I good I for was, him though. He, I've been reading it all over social media, and I thought the same thing Saturday night. I went into this fight thinking this guy's just going to make excuses. 
he's going to get he's going to get dropped and he's going to quit and that's what I thought he was going to do. That guy has zero quit in him. Zero. zero. He was still trying to get up after taking those shots. Like and and d- doesn't him doing that kind of dude, give him the uh give him the uh I I don't know. I think that's where he's coming from when he fired his coaches after they threw in the towel. Oh yeah. You can see like, it now. No, no, no. He's like, no, 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 no. Like I'm not done till I'm done. That guy, and you guys I mean, for, threw in the towel and for as many as excuses that he's made over the years, which he's made guys, a ton, a lot, which he's made a ton. You cannot take away the fact that that guy is a freaking warrior, man. He, he, where he, he will go down swinging no matter what. And, and hey, as, I, as a fan of combat sports, we'll ride with that guy all day long. Hundred percent. I, I would have loved. Well, it's like Brian Ortega, two, right? Yeah, same. Even same though thing. he loses, yeah. you still become a bigger still fan him. of his. I. The one thing that I noticed, like the guy has an enormous right hand. He 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 will knock out anybody with that right hand. I just, it's almost like when you watch him, it's like how much were you paying attention to your coaches? Yeah. Cause your footwork is freaking horrible. Like, can you imagine if that guy just paid attention and just knew how to box, like keep the distance, stick that he jab did out. He did it at the beginning. He did it in the first round, but he, he looked a little awkward. Like his footwork looked a little bit better than mine, which isn't saying <laughs> it's because my footwork is horrible, but no, I, I mean, I just, can you just imagine if that guy had just started boxing since he was a kid? Cause he started late in life, right? Didn't he start like in his late twenties, early twenties, early twenties. Uh, so, tw- yeah. so he was playing football at the university of that's Alabama. Right. Yeah. And, that's and right. then he quit and took a truck driving job for working for Bud Weiser and then found a boxing gym to still get his work in. And then within 18 months was wearing a, a, a bronze medal in the Olympics. Can you imagine so, if that guy. So another conversation piece. Yeah. This is for the record. This is what's going to happen when elite athletes start in combat sports young. I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but there aren't a lot of elite athletes in combat sports. Yeah. Most of them are playing basketball, baseball, football, soccer. Yep. Yep. What happens when elite athletes pick up combat sports at six years old. You're starting to see the early signs of that right now. I bet I, but you know what? I actually don't think we are. I think, I think it's, there are some very good athletes, but a lot of those guys, I mean, there are guys in the UFC that skill for skill wise, they're building the skills now, but they're just, like, look at how fast Eric Anders is caught up and like the name he's made for himself in MMA. Like, like Kevin Holland, he's made a good name. He's not an elite athlete. Like go through the UFC champions. None of them are really elite. Like GSP was an elite athlete. I think Usman's Usman's elite athlete. Usman is an elite athlete. Uh, John Jones, elite athlete. You get, we're getting it, the, the more we see that, uh, these elite athletes creeping into combat sports and not just picking it up after being done with another sport. That's what I want to see. Usman, right? Yeah. Even Henry Cejudo and those guys, they picked up an MMA after wrestling was over. And that's a nice transition. You know, it transitioned. Yeah. Wrestling transitions better in, than anything else. But what happens when 
Cole Faust, right? You get those guys that have been doing kickboxing while they're growing up wrestling. That's where, when I, when I say you're seeing it, like we might barely be scratching the surface. Uh, that's I what think I mean, the, yeah. But I think the elite athletes are still playing football. I think oh, yeah, because that's still what, playing basketball. That's where the money is. But just look how much the sport has evolved from the early days of, you know, Gracie coming in in his gi and, and you know, he's fighting some guy in street clothes, basically. Or, you know, it, it's. Well, I got into it. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway. I was just going to say you at this point, and we've talked about on the podcast, you got to up your game nowadays. You can't just go in there on a eight week camp and expect to go in there and beat some of these guys. You know, you're going to get lined up. I can tell you right now, if you're an out-of-state guy coming into Utah and you're not prepared, any one of these guys from any one of these gyms, Horns, Aguimas, your gym, uh, the Team Link, Koa, all these gyms, you bet you bet your ass that those those fighters are going to be ready every freaking fight. I mean, that's what I'm banking on with my fight here next weekend, right? Oh, I, this, I mean, I, this guy just thinks that he's just going to come down and, and and beat up the kid from Utah. In his home state. I'm sure there's probably a little bit of that in there. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of his fight that you showed me, and the guy, he's got skill. He seems like he's he does. Like he he's going to come down here and. I, hey, I, I, I think there's a little bit of that in in that. At least that's what I'm well, telling myself. You, I think you get that when you tell. Even when I tell people I'm from Utah, oh, you're from Utah. There's nothing out there. I'm like, no, we we have some athletes out here. Like, oh yeah, we have some freaking athletes here. across the board in every sport. I do have a point to make, but. I should have you can, done a potty break. It's gotta Dude, be. I did it like a half hour ago and I thought what? I'd be good, but I'm not. I'm not good. What? He's bailing on me already, you guys. He's bailing on me already. I, I I think you're starting to see the transition with a lot of these guys coming in and and they're starting earlier. They're starting earlier cross training and, and other other disciplines. You're your your boxing, your kickboxing, your wrestling. Um, I think most of you guys listening will probably agree that wrestling's probably one of the best disciplines you could start with you know growing up i think it, it teaches discipline it teaches hard work um and then obviously learning that and and then transitioning into other disciplines and I, yeah I, I just think in the next five to ten years you're just going to see mma just keep keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and i love it because we get to talk about it all the time if you guys haven't Reach out to Zach and get your tickets for the fight, October 23rd, Steel Fist Fight Night. Reach out to Zach or your I'm sorry. Dude. That's all right. I was just I was just telling everybody to reach out for tickets. Oh, I'm I'm sold out of my front row table tickets, just so you Bruh. know. Bruh. I'm sold out. Uh so we, we just have the $70 tickets and then and then plenty of GA to still go around. So uh hit GA me up. GA in the house. G the um, GA section was jumping at the last fights <laughs> oh yeah it oh, was yeah. jumping yeah, Woo. There, there's there's so many good fights but uh i what what was i gonna i i had a good point but then my bladder to took be, over yeah. um no it's it but like but again like i said you i mean wilder showed he literally became the second best in the world in a combat sport by just being an elite athlete yeah. Like I, I like it's something that I don't think that enough MMA fans or diehards understand is like, you know, I look at oh, I remember it. Okay. So for example, um people that grew up going around, there are people that have unique skills that are elite 
right? But then there's then there's elite athletes. Like Anderson Silva was a master of range. So is yes. John Jones, right? Yeah. And he's a master of mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, kickboxing, black belt and jujitsu, all those things come from years and years and years and years of training. Yeah. He was also what what set him apart from everybody else was he had a he had he he was an elite, I think he was an elite athlete. Like the stuff that he did in the cage was like, oh my gosh, we've oh. never seen somebody, we've never seen somebody at this size move like this before. Right? Yeah, yep, yep. BJ Penn was elite. That's why he was so ahead of his time. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't the most, he wasn't the strongest person in the world, but his athleticism was through the roof. He had, yeah, crazy athleticism. And, and watch how fast he picked up, you know, jujitsu. He was how, the prodigy for a reason. Yeah. How fast did he get his black belt? Five years? Yeah. Something it, was, like that? it was something ridiculous. Six years? Yeah. And tell me it's not earned. Like that guy, he's, he's a wizard, right? So here, here, one thing that when, if anybody that follows me on TikTok, you see this. Uh, I went, I went in a guy, he made a really good list of his one through 20 Okay. MMA goats. He had Henry Cejudo at number nine and he okay. had Conor McGregor at number 17 as an MMA goat. Yeah. But he didn't have BJ Penn anywhere in the list. Really? And I was I don't like, know how you can have McGregor on there. That's and- what I said. And I would even put BJ Penn above Henry Cejudo for the longevity standpoint. Like Cejudo was yeah. relevant for like what a year and a half, two years. I mean, like I guess BJ what, Penn was the, the face of the sport for almost a decade. What's the guy's criteria? Is it is it just in the cage fighting, like resume, or are we talking like but, all or like? But then if you start compare, but the, here's the thing: when you compare greats, you can't compare eras. You have to compare how they stacked up against who they were fighting. Yeah. And to me, it's like, dude, how can BJ Penn not be in your top 20? And then you put Connor in there who, yeah, he did the double champ thing, but he didn't defend either title. And he really hasn't done any, I mean, if if anything, what, what are his, I mean, what are his big fights other than uh, Mendez was on short notice, right? Mendez, Aldo, Eddie all Alvarez. The, all those probably, you, probably all those probably the biggest, right? Yeah. And, and sneaky aged in insanely well were his wins at featherweight over Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier with Dustin Poirier one back, right? He, 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 he that's yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. but I'm just like, but I was like, yeah, 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 but like, I, I don't have, well, I mean, Henry Cejudo, when he talks about, he's the most accomplished combat athlete in the world. That's fair, but a larger part of that's due to his wrestling gold medal, right? Yeah. I mean, his his champ, as far as champ champs, he's only above McGregor because he defended each of them. But like, I hold DCs above his. I hold, I think GSPs are like way above his. I just like I don't like, I don't love who he. He won a split victory over Mighty Mouse, which was insane. It was a good fight. Yeah. And I had him winning that fight. So I'm not trying to say that he didn't deserve that. But like the TJ fight, it's like eh, like you beat a guy that basically had to kill himself to make 125. Like yeah. it's TJ Dillashaw, but you didn't beat him at 135. That's where he's the monster. So, you know, he's 0-1 at that weight class. Yeah. And then you beat Marlon Marias, who I think Henry Cejudo actually mentally broke Marlon Marias in that fight. Like 
broke. Oh yeah. You you could see that. And that is like, to me, that was his most impressive performance, but defending it against Dominic Cruz for me in like in 2020, for me, it's just like, Nah. That that didn't do anything for me either. I, Doesn't yeah, do anything. Nothing at all. Nothing. If he would have beat Peter Yan, okay, different story. Who who, who did you beat guy a guy that num- was already done? Who is the top three on that guy's list? GSP, John Jones, uh, and uh, uh, Mighty Mouse. No Valentina. Valentina was like thirteen on his list. Dude, Valentina's impressive. She's she terrifying. is freaking impressive. I, I think she's I would, at least, I think she's in my top eight. I was talking to, uh, and this is a little bit off subject, but kind of the same. We have a new guy that popped into our, our fight camp yesterday and today, and he trained down at the MMA lab in, in Arizona. Oh, cool. And he was saying, man, he's like the, the level of competition that is down there and the, and the guys that are coming in there for every from amateur to pro level it's just it's kind of like we experienced when we when we went down to extreme couture and watching those guys train it's like man these guys live a totally different world totally different world i mean i shouldn't say totally different world it's just a little little bit it's a level above let's just put it that way when yeah. you're getting that many guys training so anyways i don't know why i mentioned that threw that in there just sounded good I, I just, you know, I just like, I, I, I think like it's, it's interesting, right? When people talk about, oh, who's your greatest, whatever of all time. And in team sports, I'm always like, you can't, I don't, I don't like the Super Bowl thing because like for quarterbacks or whatever, cause it's a team sport, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's, and, and there's, there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into those things. But when I'm talking about MMA, I actually feel like that's an easier one to rank because it's such an individual sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your resume doesn't lie. Your wins and losses don't lie. Your fights. I think. I think I'm pretty lie. set. I'm pretty think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty set on GSP's my my pound for pound goat though, or Mighty Mouse. Those two are one and two. One A and two A, two B for me. Anderson was four. I don't. I, I don't hate it. Where's Valentina? Think, Where's Amanda Nunez? Well, I was gonna say. I think you Valentina, gotta have them up there. I, I think I have them about five, six. Where do you put Khabib? Right behind them. Seven. Khabib's the only, only knock that you hear from a lot of people is he didn't really. Well, I factor in longevity. Like, like, I, so we're both big Lions fans, homers, right? The greatest running back of all times right here. Barry Sanders. But, but the problem is, and the reason why, like, some people can have a conversation over him. Yeah. Is he cut his career right into his prime. His longevity is the only box he didn't check. He, he was, in my opinion, did more in the time that he did. The most dominant. Like he, he didn't lose a round. Like arguably in MMA, like, how many of those guys oh, no, have had lost, tough fights? He, he, One he round did, to McGregor, he, maybe. He did. No, he lost that round. But he, I think he also, I think he he gave that round away. I think he's like, yeah, we'll stand and strike for a Yeah, round. that's kind of what I was thinking too. I, but, but I mean. But he lost it. Like, but from what regardless. he did to Poirier and Gaethje. Gaethje is like, dude, like nobody's doing that to those guys. Nobody. Nobody's come even close to doing that to those guys. Oh. I mean, that, 
that holds a lot of weight with me, but I, I, I I'm with you. I'm, I'm but, with you. But, on but, but I, the only I reason agree. why I put him behind is because like, look at how many title defenses Valentina does. Look at Amanda and she's yeah. done the champ champ thing. That's yep. what actually does it for me for Valentina. Amanda, if you're talking goat status, Valentina is more active right now and pound for pound. I have her as the pound for pound best women's fighter on the planet right now. But if you're looking at the history of things, Amanda did do the champ champ thing at two different weight classes. And yeah. the girl that she beat to become champ champ in cyborg was, I mean, that, that, that was an insane win. And that was impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like else? I'm like massively forgetting somebody. Is that my, is that, so I, I go GSP, Mighty Mouse, John Jones, Anderson Silva. Why are you putting GSP over Jones? He didn't pop first PEDs. Fair enough. Just curious. He's, he's never popped for anything. I, 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 I think it's so much part of the sport that you can't just, you, like I've talked about before, you have to have a PEDs list and a non-PEDs list. I'm like, or you could just factor in PEDs and, yeah. uh. And yeah, that's, that's what puts mighty mouse and GSP above Jones for me is the PD same with Anderson. Jones is going to get a lot of hate. Well, obviously with Jones's recent stuff, a lot of people are just, which, which is sucks because you can't discredit what he did inside the cage. He's Outside the, the cage is a piece of shit, but inside the cage, you <laughs> he's can't, awesome. you can't deny he's one of, he's one of the top. It's, you just can't, you can't argue that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is too, is I never. I don't, I, I don't ever recall seeing GSP going in and looking unmotivated. Like, True. I feel like he always went in to do his best and perform his best where I felt like, like you watch some John Jones fight where he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to win three out of the five rounds and call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know how I view GSP is kind of how like you viewed Khabib. Because when I started getting into MMA, GSP was kind of the, he was like, I kind of watched his career and I hated him. I didn't appreciate it because I didn't know. I didn't understand it then. You know what I mean? I just like, oh, he's just freaking wrestling. He's just holding these guys down. And like, you know, I was the typical freaking douchebag MMA guy that just twist his dick. Like that was for, me. for the record. You're still a douchebag, but yeah, um, but I, no. you know, I, <laughs> but I, I I just, I, I didn't appreciate it. Now, when I go back and watch his fights, I'm like, he was pretty freaking good, man. And he, he's, he's a true martial artist and he yep. takes it and clearly look at what he's doing right now. And the guy's freaking ripped. He's like, what my age, 40 something years old. And he's freaking ripped. That's, that's where I like set GSP and mighty mouse above the most. I believe martial arts is their lifestyle. And I think yeah. that's what sets them above. Like mighty mouse is the same for me. Yeah. Mighty Mouse is the same type of guy for me. The only difference is, is he never had good rivalries with, you know, like a Matt Hughes or a BJ Penn or, you know, or those types of guys where GSP did. And yeah, you know, but it's, I don't know. It's fun, but I feel like that's like the, the after the one, after seeing GSP and Khabib next to each other on stage, sized them up against each other who do you think would win in their prime in their prime in their prime i still think khabib wins i think khabib smishes him i don't think there's anything I, he can really do to just stop his 
Here, here, I mean, here's the big question. The, and But here's the thing. Connor knew what he had to do. Poirier knew what he had to do. Gaethje knew what he had to do. And all of them is, you know, you cannot get your back on the cage because as soon as you did, he's going to put you on the cage and then he's going to take you down and it's over. Like you've, you, as soon as your back's on the cage, you've yeah. lost that round. No and ifs or buts. Gaethje had a little success with that leg kick in that first, in that first round. And then. But, but it just pissed Khabib off and he takes but, him down. But GS but GSP doesn't have, have the power that Gaethje does. That yeah, true. I, I just care after seeing him sized up, I'm like, dude, Khabib is freaking huge, man. I mean, he's a little chunky. Oh, you can eating, tell he's, he's a little eating, chunky. He's eating all the tiramisu now. Yeah, you can tell he's throwing down on some food. But yeah, I I that that would be one as a fan that I would love to see. But we're gonna miss it. What else we got to talk about? We can talk about Chuck Liddell. Uh, yeah, go talk. We'll transition from John Jones to Chuck. John Liddell. Jones to Chuck Liddell. We we had a domestic violence issue with with John Jones. You know, it's funny. I got on Twitter last night. I couldn't sleep. If you noticed the time I sent you that message, um, I couldn't oh, I sleep very well last night. But um, I saw a lot of people. Oh, keep that same energy for you know for Chuck Liddell as John Jones before all the stuff came out. And it's like, eh, it's not the same situation. Like in, in my opinion, from what, from what has came from, what has come out. Um, it just sucks. The media just sucks. And I get sucked into it too, because I posted it and I'm like, Oh man, domestic violence. Come on, Chuck. You know, I didn't really say anything bad. I didn't really accuse him of anything, but I, I kind of get sucked in when you see something like that, you automatically assume that that's what they did. And then he puts out the, the statement that he made that it, it was his wife and he was trying to keep it personal and keep it close to home. And it just, and it when just I first sucks, heard that, when I first heard that, I went BS, that's a nice, that's a nice cover up. And then like we talked and, and then I had a conversation with other people and it's like, dude, I, you know what? I've taken some heat on some things for somebody that I cared about just cause yeah. I didn't want them to take any of the heat. Yeah. I, what's well, his family? He's trying to keep it private. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want it to get out. I, I get that. And I, but you also can't ruin your legacy and your, I mean, by no. the way, by the way, Chuck Liddell is a well-known hard partier, all the well cocaine, known. all the alcohol. Have you, have you ever read his book? Yeah. No, I, but I've seen excerpts of it. <laughs> He was partying like the night of the fight. Like no, Dana would was, have to go drag him out of the room. No, yeah, he would. They, <laughs> like they were talking about him like doing lines of cocaine before he'd yeah. step on the scale for weigh-ins and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. Dana'd go in his room and he'd have a room full of girls in there, and he's just partying all night. Like, I, like I didn't gotta know go get got, taped up, bro. I didn't know he got let go by the UFC. Yeah, he did. So because he, he had some problems, he came out and said he was trying to. T- it's just. You know, I get it. The domestic violent thing. We, we, we def we don't need to see it at all. We definitely don't need to see it in MMA. Well, I just um, think it should be a zero tolerance across the board. It, for it professional athletes. If you're a professional athlete and you're on that big of a stage and you, you are found guilty and you are found guilty after the, not, not, Hey, the not story the comes out, eye. not by the public eye. Hey, he was arrested. We're going to accuse him because now we're finding out it, it was his wife and it, it's, it just sucks that people's career are being ruined because of the media. It's like, right. You know, the media is not t- talking about anything else now, but they want to talk about that. Right. Yeah. Don't talk about what's happening with the Southwest airline pilots or any of that other stuff. Let's talk about Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. And 
and and domestic violence goes both ways. I mean, it happens to both. I, I, I had a similar situation. I I Whoa. spoke with Jen. Uh, you're you're still banned from Facebook, but Jensi and I, um, the fighter and writer podcast uh, lady, we kind of got into a little a little discussion on Facebook, and we took it private because we kind of wanted didn't want some stuff to get out. And very great conversation, and she had some good points. And it, it's yeah. It's not something to be joked about or made light no, of. It it's, really is. And it, and it sucks and, and, and whatever. And, and there's usually alcohol and something involved that, that, that clouds somebody's but, judgment. And, and, it, but, but that's where you have to two. take responsibility. It takes two. And I know there's situations where one or the other might lean towards the other way, but at the end of the day, dude, it, how does it, uh, Kira, I, let me just ask, how does it take two? I don't know how much I want to say on air. <laughs> I, I've just seen situations, not my situation. I've just seen situations where uh, a, a close friend of mine went through some stuff with, with a now ex-wife and, and I, I seen the way that they interacted with each other. And, and even though he had gotten physical in the past with her, um, I saw some of the interactions she had with him and, and I'm not, I'm not agreeing with what he did by any means, but if I was a judge, I would, I would slap her on the hand just as hard as I slap him on the hand. Like she, she was just as guilty as he was in my opinion. Cause like, After I, seeing, I have a friend who got caught, but there is they situations they, where they, they weren't married. Yeah. Right. But he got caught fooling around with other girls and she kind of set him up and invited him over and he didn't know that she knew or whatever, invited him yeah. over and, and, and made him feel all relaxed. And then she, she proceeded to smack the crap out of him. And, um, and he covered up, he he's a fighter. Yeah. Covered up, took his beating. Right. And then when he had enough, he separated himself, got on the other side of a table and said, that's enough. She came around and she went at him and she actually scratched his eyeball with her nails and was like trying to claw his eyes. And he, he separated again and he dialed nine one one and he said, I will hit call if you don't stop. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yep. So part of it though, that when you say it takes two, there, I, there is never a scenario in any way, shape or form. Cause all it took from him was one punch and her lights are toast. Right. <laughs> Yeah. What I meant by it takes two is, is, is he did something to trigger that. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with the emotion that she exerted, but there, there's usually a backstory to it as well as all I'm saying. And, and like I said, I'm not agreeing with, with, with that type of stuff at all, but I, I, I just like that or would appreciate more information coming out on, on things like this, dude. I just listened to the, you need to listen. There's a Joe Rogan podcast that just came out. Um, there was a guy on there and his lawyer that this guy did 24 years in prison for a murder. He did not commit. Yeah. It is crazy. He met up with the cop that arrested him after he got out and the cop remembered him. And he's like, I, he's like, what? He's like, I thought you were, I thought this was over with. He's like, I told the DA in the beginning that they had the wrong guy. Like he told the district attorney, the arresting cop told them that they had the wrong guy and they stuck with it. Our just judicial system is questionable at times. Very questionable at times. Well, this was a fun tangent. Yeah. It's kind of going off today. Anyways, I, I, 
I just hate seeing people's personal lives being destroyed because of social media. I, I mean, I know you're a public figure and I get it. You're, you're in the, you're in the public eye and that's part of the process. I just, yeah, I just, I I just hate to see it. I hate to see the John Gruden thing. I I think that's just, Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. Time out. So, I don't know who made the call on that. It sounds like he said he stepped down because he yeah, pretty much why? knew what was coming, right? He, he was being he was being forced out. The owner of the Raiders, yeah, Mark Davis, should have all of his emails gone through. Everybody since, should, right? Since no, Mark Davis, because ultimately the buck stops with him. He's the owner of that franchise, right? And yeah. every email, and if he ever called a player a lazy whatever or anything this and that he should lose his team because you know you'll find those emails in there you can't tell me an old white man like that one billion percent and after that and after the issues that his father had with eric dickerson and marcus allen and you know dude get come on man i'm sorry but Cause so, cause, cause, cause I said, just because he said it and that wasn't even bad. You have a bunch of, uh, black people being like, I was ready to be all mad about it. And then I found out what he's being let go for. And they're like, and they're like, are you kidding me? That's not even offensive. Dude, go. I, I, I haven't been in a, a, an NFL locker room, but I have been in the Marine Corps and I worked for a trucking company go spend some time in a Marine Corps infantry unit or go spend some time in an NFL locker room and listen to how those guys are talking. It's a different world, man. Those guys aren't sensitive. They're not being getting upset because somebody's telling, you know, jokes. And I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, man, when I grew up in elementary school, you had to have thick skin elementary and junior high. If you, everybody was getting made fun of, you just had to have thick skin and be able to fire back. And, and everybody was friends. Everybody got along, but think about this. Think about this. Yeah. John Gruen was the general manager and head coach of a football franchise with the first openly gay active player on his roster. Yeah. He, he, that's who he was. I'm sorry, but if you're playing in the NFL, you're, you're, there may be some closet racists in there. That crap doesn't exist there. It, it just, it's just not there. There may be some guys, I'm sure there's, there's a small owners, percentage whatever. of it. Owners, you know, but remember, Jerry like, Jones. Remember, but remember, but remember the Steelers. You know, they like. I mean, they they came up with the Rooney Rule because, like, the the Rooneys were the oldest, whitest dudes in the league, and they hired Mike Tomlin, and and they always interviewed. Mate went out of their great. way, yeah, which is great to give yeah. their former black players and stuff a you know a place to coach. They got Tony Dungy into coaching, and yeah, I mean, look at the effect that that's had. He he was a Steeler, like it. Instead of focusing on the bad, they should just look at the whole picture and, and some of the good too. I mean, at the end of the day, what does sports do? It brings us together. It brings us all together. It's something. Name a time. Work. Name a time. This country is more unified than the day after nine eleven. You can't. You you freaking like, can't. The goosebumps in the like the at Yankee stadiums and at Met, Met Stadium and, oh, and stuff like that. Like it was un, unmatched. Right. It's all these. I shouldn't say it's, it's all the people, but typically the people crying about this stuff have never left their hometowns. They've never seen what a a Magna looks like or a Chicago, Illinois, or a new Orleans looks like. They've they've never experienced that stuff. 
they've never experienced a third world country and how those people live, but they want to whine and cry because somebody calls them a bad name or, you know, they get offended by every little thing. Just anyways, we don't need to keep talking about that. Um, Welcome to Soapbox Hour. Damn Soapbox Hour. <laughs> We've had some time to think about all this stuff. Hey, we have some really good podcasts coming up this week. We need to get a time on Thursday for Steve and Lucas too, Thursday night. We have yeah. Steve Sharp and Lucas Montoya are going to come on together to talk about their fight October 29th. And I'm Which, telling you guys. I don't know about y'all, but like that's my main event for that night. That is, I mean, you and I both have personal relationships with both guys and we've, we've talked to them and. Um, I know some of the conversations and I'm not going to say what they've said to each other, but I promise you guys listen to this. It's not going to be Steve and Dunkel. It's actually probably going to be a lot of the opposite because I know these guys have a ton of respect for each other and, and they're, they're both competitors. Uh, So please, please tune in. And then we got Mio strong on Friday. We got Kent Mafaleo on Friday. uh, Andres Toro on Friday. Yeah. Big day. Friday. Big Big day day Friday for, for fighter spotlights. Um, should we jam through this card? I got to be done by, yeah. just so you know, by 4.30 because I have my class. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, I I just had a couple of thoughts. I mean, overall, good card. We were so right about so many things. Damon Jackson oh. over Charles Rosa. Like, Oh, dude, that spinning elbow, though. That was Joel Harrowless. Joel Harrowless. My boy, Plant Daddy. The Haro. The Haro. The Haro. He told me he's going to teach me that move. I'm not scared. You probably shouldn't be because... <laughs> probably can't move my feet to get there <laughs> dude i have the hardest time i don't know why i'm gonna vent to you on this but we do assault bike sprints on tuesdays right in the morning and it's 10 rounds 20 seconds all out and and then we have to do these freaking ladder drills for like five minutes afterwards dude i, I can't do them i i'm like done and i know why i can't do them but i it sucks horrible I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I'm a nutrition guy. You'd think my nutrition would be a little bit more in order to be able to perform. You'd think. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if you, well, you didn't see it because it was on Facebook, but I may have been talking a little trash to Kent and, and Julian about being able to beat him in running. And Kent apparently used to run like a four, six, in high school. Oh, you could just tell the way he moves. That boy was an athlete. Julian, I've heard Julian's really fast too, but Hey, you know what? I'm going to talk a little trash. Why not? Um, if you're, all right, let's jump through this, this card real quick. <laughs> um, Steve Garcia, Charles, uh, Antiveros, We, we nailed that one. Uh, Lupita go, uh, We nailed that one as well. I thought it was going to be a little more competitive, honestly, but dude, watch out for, for loopy. She's legit. She, she doesn't just beat girls. She takes their soul. She is aggressive. She moves well. She's strong. Um, uh, yeah. Um, who else we got? Damon Jackson. We're right on that one. Uh, Charles Rosa. Uh, Alexander Romanoff. He's a beast. Vandermeer did some one. okay. He did some okay yeah. things, but never enough to make it interesting, unfortunately. Uh, we killed the Chris Gutierrez fight. Chris Gutierrez, we nailed that one. And we said, uh, it's tough. Kolaris is freaking that guy. Can, that guy is tough, man. Um, underdog um, special, Maria Ogasova. Cash that. Cash it. That Ooh, she's, she, her stand up is legit. She's violent. Violent. She's, she's only girl. 24. 
I feel like we were right on Tim Elliott, and I feel like he was lazy. Did you watch that fight? I did watch it. So um, I don't hate the call at all. No, I, I don't hate James- the call. I thought that Tim Elliott thought that he was round. He was up two rounds to nothing, and he knew he was fighting on his back for the third, and he just gave it away. And it's like, well, you idiot. Actually, you weren't up two rounds to nothing. It was 1-1 going into the third, yeah. and you needed to win that round. Get off your back, which he could have at any point. And he showed that when there was like 15 seconds left. He's like, oh, I should probably not end this round off my back and got up. I that was, love that was a little annoying. Loved James Krause's dude. This is why, and you and I talk. We, he's one of our favorite coaches. Like he's the man. You could see that guy's passion, man. In in the way when he coaches his athletes, I freaking love that. Uh, Randy Brown, Jared Gooden. Um, I think we both. Oh, you had Jared Gooden on that one, didn't you? No, I had Randy Brown. I was all we both were on Randy Brown. Brown. Uh, the and, guy. I'm not picking a guy that misses weight by four. Hey. I think we slept on Marina Rodriguez a little bit. We underestimated her. Uh, I think I overestimated what Dern was going to bring in to the standup. I I thought that maybe she was improving a little bit. Not going to, not going to so, bode well if she doesn't clean that up very well. So here's the, here's, here's where I was wrong. In the second round, Mackenzie Dern got her down and had her in a bad position with four minutes left in the round. Yep. I had told myself and I believed that at that point, if Dern ever at any point, if Dern got her down and got into a position, it was oh, the, yeah. fight, the fight was over. Should have been. And Rodriguez survived the round. I think that mentally broke Mackenzie Dern in that fight. Because uh, Mackenzie, because Mackenzie's never not been able to finish once she gets the fight to the ground like that. If she gets the fight to the ground like that and takes her back or something, the fight's always been over. Always. And yeah. so she's almost done herself a disservice. She was so elite at jujitsu. It's not like she could hang out and do like eight professional fights in the LFA. Right? Yeah. Nobody's going to fight her. She has too dominant of a skill set for up and comers. Yeah. But now she's got to a point too where she... Her striking lacks so much yeah, that strikers will fight her all day because it's pretty, it's gotten better. And I give her credit. She's gotten better every single fight. It's gotten better, but she was levels below Rodriguez on the feet and every round starts on the feet and you have to exert a ton of energy to get it to the ground. At that top level. Yeah. She's, she's probably going to beat some of those bottom girls, but she gets up there at the top of that division she's not going to be able to hang with some of those girls up there. I think until she starts as she grows in the sport, I think we'll see her clean that up. And I still think she's talented. Yeah, for sure. I'll be right out. uh, I was just getting ready to look at that division because I wanted to see who was up at the top. Yeah. I mean, you got Rose champ, right? Whaley, Joanna, Carlos Sparza. I don't see her beating any of those. I think she could beat a Sparza. I think Mackenzie Dern could beat Asparza. I think Jiu-Jitsu could beat her. Asparza's a pretty damn good wrestler. She is, but she's also... You might be right on that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... The women's division's getting sneaky good, man. Those strawweight flag... Man, this division, there's there's some girls coming up, too. I love it. I love it. 
All right. What else do we got? That's that it. That's all we got. We're That's all we back. got today. We got uh, Thursday. We'll nail down a time, but I think it's going to be in the evening because that's the only time they can do it. Yep. Um, we'll let you guys know. And then Friday, ten, we have three fighter spotlights scheduled for Friday. Sweet. All right. Roger that. Thanks for listening to us rant. Go subscribe. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Weren't you going to make an announcement? Oh, yeah. So our good friend, Dalton Jensen, has purchased two tickets to my fight, $85 VIP table tickets to come and watch Steel Fist on October 23rd and is giving them away to people. Let's two see. table seats. Two table VIP seats. VIP table be, seats. Yep. Cage side table seats. So all you have to do is go follow at Dalton Jensen on Twitter to be entered into win. And we will draw for them next Monday on the podcast. For those of you guys listening, we will make a post. Yep. We'll and, tag the, put all the links in there and everything. And also, uh, Cole Fass will be coming in and punching me in the stomach on Friday. We had to oh, we're going to do that on Friday too? He had a test. He had a test. So, yeah. Did uh, Aleko paid up on his bet for me too. Good. Good. No, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he, he picked Wilder to win and bet me 50 push-ups. He... He paid up. He got off easy. Right on. Shout out to Mrs. Po- uh, Pointer. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Leckles moms. Leckles mom. Happy birthday. We will see you guys on Thursday night. We out. Peace.